This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen in Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. If you're looking for the very best in technology for your home, it's time to make your home dreams come true. Hell, it's time to make your lifestyle dreams come true with Extend Technology. So much easier for you, so much easier for those around you. You're going to absolutely love it. Again, online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Make those home dreams come true with the wonderful folks at Extend Technologies. And telling you something else, as soon as I can find it, because I want to make sure I get everything right here. Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here Adam go. the Bull on the podcast. They now have a. You could have done this too. They still have, they have a hundred inch, 4K Sony flat panel TV on display in their showroom, folks. Go to the showroom. Start planning a home theater to watch football all this year. Go on in. They can establish a budget for the whole home theater. Or a new flat panel TV with upgraded surround sound. As always, many other solutions for home automation solutions, motorized shading solutions, and lighting displays and control solutions on display in their showroom. It's Extend Technologies in Broadview Heights. The future is here. Who's your favorite NASCAR driver? The Internet's on computers now. Uh, my favorite NASCAR driver ever. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's been Tony Stewart. It's always been Tony Stewart. It's always been Tony Stewart? Well... I think a lot of it had to do – this was before before you came into my life, actually, just because <laughs> I saw some interviews. This is – I know nothing about – Someone actual, said you look like a Jeremy Mayfield fan. I know you don't look like – I know you don't watch a lot of NASCAR, but that's whoa, that's strong. Go ahead. Okay, why? What's the deal with Mayfield? Yeah, Jeremy Mayfield liked to uh, dabble in the booger sugar there for a minute. Go right on ahead. So, I Podcast, remember – Podcast, I can say it. What the hell? I remember that uh, Tony Stewart did some interviews, and this is like – you know, 15 years ago, and I told you, I covered a few of his dirt track races that he would do. He yeah. would just go anywhere in central New York or around there, upstate New York. He'd find a track, and he would just show up, and they'd, he'd give them, like, a day's notice so they could call the media. Yeah. And sometimes we could interview him. Sometimes we couldn't. It all depended on the situation or if there was a tragedy on the racetrack, apparently. Uh, but he was nice enough to grant us interviews, and yeah. I just loved that – I know nothing about that sport, yeah. but I was learning so much every time. Hopefully. Every time he talked. And so he was interesting, and then I knew other guys hated him, and so that fueled my love for him. Ah. And so I started watching him and rooting for him every single race. That makes sense. Um, 
boy, that's interesting. Ben, you like yeah. Tony Stewart of all people. I know. Uh, I always like that. You know, it's the same thing that I had with Roger Penske. Like anytime I mention Roger Penske on the air, and I say, "Oh, he's a great guy," and people will go, "Because well, you know he's a billionaire, and guys who are billionaires are not beloved by everybody." Um, but one time I went up to Michigan and I covered a race when I first started in radio. And I honestly, all I was trying to do was get liners and like, Hey, this is Carl Edwards. And you're listening to NASCAR on the station I used to be on. And I went to Roger Penske and I asked him for a liner and he like got it wrong. He, he thought I wanted an interview. So like, he's like, give me five minutes. And I was like, okay. And then I I didn't realize. I thought he was just going to do a liner. And I was going to be like, hey, this is Roger Penske. Which, boy, I'm, I'm a real idiot being that naive at the time. Going, yeah, I'm just going to go up to a billionaire and ask him. He was a billionaire at the time, and he still is. Ask a billionaire, hey, just do a liner for my station about your NASCAR. And uh, and I loved NASCAR then. And for whatever reason, I just figured he'd do it. And then he's like, all right, I can give 15 minutes. And I'm going, oh, my oh, God. Oh, wants an interview. And so I just started asking him. A bunch of stuff. I would love to hear right this. off the top. Where is I was this? not prepared for it. We I don't know play if this I, on the I air. don't even know if I still have it. I probably lost oh, it when I got my when God. I got, when I got downsized from that job, it's probably lost to the ages. I'm not kidding. If you can find that, we are doing that on the podcast. I would and love we are it. Breaking down oh, yeah. the interview. Oh yeah, the, the old interview. So I had I had some big interviews at that time. Like LeBron had had the movie come out. I interviewed LeBron, which was great because Drew Joyce, which Drew Joyce probably wouldn't even remember this. Drew Joyce, uh, the son, the third, uh, he played with LeBron. And, you know, they, they had the, the documentary movie coming out. The more than a, Was it more than a game? And so LeBron gave me an audience basically because Drew Joyce and I were in the same classes. So he recognized my face and was like, hey, he's fine. And so I did an interview with LeBron. And then later that week, I had Tiger Woods. Because it was the same time Bridgestone. You got Tiger? Yeah, I was like, uh, I was like Graham Benzinger. How did you? I get had Tiger? all the biggest interviews. Just went there, and and we were in a gaggle, and they were like, "All right, each get five minutes." Da, 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 and I asked Tiger a couple questions, and it was great. And I got five minutes with Tiger. I can't. You could never get Tiger now. No. You could never get well, LeBron. Well, I got to drive all the way out to L.A. Then I got to put on a mask and go into the hospital and do the whole thing. <laughs> um, you have to sign his cast. You got to sign his cast. And then later on, I got a uh, Roger Penske. Right, the next year I got Roger you, Penske. So many of these guys are unattainable now because they figured it out. They don't need you. I mean, nope. LeBron got to such a point, and this is the unfortunate part of it because when he was young, he was so good at these interviews, Kenny. As mm-hmm. a, I remember, I think the first time I talked to him was down at the state tournament when he was 16. Okay, that was his freshman year. And I got a chance to every year be down there with him. And he was always... So like he someone's knew. gonna have to figure this out. I guess our audio is a little messed up right now. Okay, so he knew he knew he someone called Keith. He knew he was gonna be really good. Okay, and I don't know if he knew he'd be the best player ever, one of the best players ever. But he knew he was gonna be number one overall draft pick. It was pretty obvious by I would say after early in the the they, they played these out of conference games, these out of state games. Mm-hmm. I remember his sophomore year, they were already all over the slate, and he played Oak Hill. Academy, and that year, Oak Hill got the best of them. And that was a Carmelo Anthony team. I remember watching that. And I believe there was a Billy Edelin Mm -hmm. uh, on that team. And there was just all these big names back on the message boards that we would hear about, but there were no highlights. You never saw Carmelo Anthony. You never saw any of these other players. And I remember, God, I go back to the Cleveland Live forums. I was always hearing about Jawad Williams, St. Ed's, who ended up obviously going to North Carolina. And did he? 
get a chance in the NBA? Jawad Williams, I thought, played for the Cavs. Did he really? I don't remember any of that. Yeah. There was some How did guys. I know a Cavalier and you didn't? I, I don't remember that at all. Anyway, and I, I just remember that LeBron was so good and pretty darn polished. for a, I mean, it's impossible for a 16-year-old to be polished at all. But I was like, wow, there's like insight to these answers. He's trying to say the right things. Sometimes the wrong things Jawad would come Williams out. is still playing. Uh, overseas? He plays for Lavanga Hokkaido, uh, the Japanese, Japanese basketball yep. league. He played for the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2008 and 2009 oh and 2009 God. and 2010. That is he played so for a team in Jer- – no, the Rio Valley – Rio Grande Valley Vipers in 2009 as well. Go ahead. See, did you know that you would get the Jawad Williams extensive history? No. On this very podcast. We were the last t- NBA team and the only NBA team he played for. So what I'm saying is I, somebody like LeBron was so grateful to be getting the attention that, of course, you know, he's on the cover. He's on the cover. He's the chosen one. And, you know, the rest is history going down, winning state championships. Then – then. He gets to his junior year. We all know they, they lost to Roger Bacon. Ooh. But out of conference, they beat – I believe they beat Oak Hill that year, and they were playing all the best, and he was going to all the camps, and he was clearly the best player. Everybody knew it. His senior year, he was on national television. Jay Billis was doing his games. Mm-hmm. I uh, I want to say Dan Schulman did one of his games. Bill Walton did one of his games. Uh, I'll never forget after the game against Oak Hill, in which was at the Wolstein Center, and he was clearly the best player on the floor, but his shooting was off. Sam, no, not Sam Smith, Charlie Rosen, former best friend, maybe still current best friend of Phil Jackson, but former coach in what was the league Terry Pluto used to cover? Uh, that Terry Pluto wrote the book on. What was the the minor league basketball? Or not minor league, ABA. He was in yeah. the ABA. Yeah, Thank Phil you. Jackson was was there too, I believe. Charlie Rosen wrote a takedown piece for FoxSports.com about how LeBron was being crowned prematurely. And it was eloquently written, but it was a bash job on LeBron James. I tweet it out every now and then because it's so surreal and so ridiculous that one of the best players ever had a hate piece come out about him his senior year of high school. And I'll never forget it. But anyway... Uh, amazing that you got those interviews. <laughs> it's Thank just you. absolutely amazing. Uh, the reason I brought this up is because <laughs> uh, well, the re- we actually started with Tony Stewart. That's how I got brought up. Right at the end of the show today, Na- the NB- NBC with their NASCAR coverage, NASCAR and NBC, had their top ten race car drivers of all time. And they have Jimmy Johnson number one. And I think in NASCAR – couple other ones, you know, you can argue a couple things. Um, but with NASCAR, I think it's just different in a lot of ways where you can't just go most wins or most championships or anything like that. And I, I think that there's an argument to be made for Jimmy Johnson as the number one guy. I can see, but he's just not my number one. And there's there's a, a bunch of reasons why. Uh, if I was going to rank him, I'd rank him Dale Earnhardt because, yes, part of that is me as a fan. I will admit that. But Dale Earnhardt, then Richard Petty then Jeff Gordon, then maybe Jimmy Johnson. I might even put David Pearson ahead of him, but I'm not going to do it. I'll put Jimmy Johnson ahead of David Pearson. And some people call me a hater. No. What is Jimmy Johnson without Chad Knauss? Not very strong. No. Dale Earnhardt won seven championships with, I believe, five different crew chiefs. I think he did it. 
Also, I mean, his first championship was with Rod Osterland, who immediately sold the team. You don't know any of this, do you? You don't even care. I don't know. I mean, you're racing against Hendrick at some point. Then he raced for Bud Moore. It wasn't very successful with Bud Moore, but, you know, Bud Moore was an extremely respected engineer and extremely respected in the pit lane and for what he what he was in WWE 2 and everything. Um, and then he went to Richard Childress, and I think, okay, what is Hendrick's without Jimmy Johnson. They're still Hendrick. They're still Hendrick Motorsports. They still find somebody else. They win a bunch of races. They win a bunch of championships. I don't care. Maybe not seven in a row. I give Jimmy Johnson credit for winning, you know, seven championships, but not – or he won five in a row. I think it was. And I give him credit for winning championships, and I, he might have won more championships. He might have won some championships somewhere else. But as far as being number one, I don't think it happens without Hendrick. And I brought up at the end of the show, I go, what if I put him in the Wood Brothers Ford? Like, if you put him I was going to ask you, what's more important, the car or the actual I, race? I, You know, they'll always say, I think Jimmy Johnson had the best equipment and took the best equipment to victory lane. And he can make the best out of the best equipment. I don't know. What is that? I don't know if he could make, I don't know if he could take a 20th place car and get it into the top 10 or top 12. Boy, this is the system quarterback it really is. It really NASCAR. is. It, it's really the Belichick Brady type of thing. It really is. Now Brady went out and won after, so who knows what Jimmy? If like Jimmy Johnson starts winning a bunch of IndyCar races, then my argument, I got to go back to the drawing board because he's in IndyCar now. And if he goes out there and he wins, eventually it's going to take some doing to get used to it. Then I got to change my, I got to change my whole argument. Maybe I got to look at this differently. But like Richard Petty, he's the grandfather of it all. You know, you started at a time where things were a little different when it comes to the rule book. Uh, you had better backing than what you would have now. Uh, I don't think it's as competitive. You could say, well, Dale Earnhardt raced and he started racing in 1976. How could you say this? And I go, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. If, if things were that competitive then, they still had multi-car teams then. They only raced with one. I think it's more difficult with one for Dale Earnhardt. And the other one with Jeff Gordon, as I brought this up on the show, you know, if it's not for Jeff Gordon, what's Jimmy Johnson? I don't know if Jimmy Johnson's Jimmy Johnson. And then there is, and, and people are going to disagree with this, there is the entertainment factor of all this. There's a reason why I don't, I look at Derek Jeter differently than I do other shortstops or other great players of his era. I get entertainment out of other great players of his era. I really didn't get anything out of Derek Jeter. And I really don't get anything out of Jimmy Johnson. I think that Jimmy Johnson is the Derek Jeter, a professional race car driver. You're great. You're a Hall of Famer. You're one of the best to do it. But you're just not on my product ladder of, of all-time greats when we start railing off greats. It's just not there. Dale Earnhardt, legendary. He was an icon before he died. Jeff Gordon, with what he did to bring the sport into the 20th century to the 21st century, I should say, uh, goes without saying. And I think could have won more championships had it not been for the back injuries. And, you know, if Ray Everham doesn't leave to go start his own team with Dodge, who knows how many more he wins? And, I mean, he was still good with a couple of other uh, crew chiefs as well. So I, I use that argument against Jimmy Johnson. And, yes, I am biased because of the affinity for Dale Earnhardt. And I do think that, you know, the 43 in Petty is perfect. And this is why – and I'll close with this. Part of this is popularity. If I put the number three Goodwrench Chevrolet in front of people, they know what that is. If I do that to a 22-year-old, they know what that is. If I put a 43 Richard Petty car in front of a 22-year-old, they know what that is. I bet they know a 24 DuPont car. 
I mean, I know that. But one. if I put the 48 lows in front of you and say, tell me what that is, I'm willing to bet. And this is what makes NASCAR sad because I still love it and it's not as popular as it used to be. I think a 22-year-old might look at me with turds hanging out of my mouth. I think that that's what they might be thinking. Second time I've used that term. Today. I was going to say. Won't be a third. Lobsters crawling out of my ears. Turds in my mouth and so on and so forth. Is it bad that every time I hear DuPont, which is, you know, one of these great American companies and based in West by God, Virginia, I, I just think of the movie. Thinking. I oh. just think, I think of the movie about Foxcatcher? No, no, no. I, oh, that's gonna... what I thought you were thinking of. No, no. Uh, the movie, and I can't remember. Uh, it was the guy from Spotlight. Uh, what is his name? I never saw the movie. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's about uh, what they did to the drinking water and the air quality in West Virginia. <laughs> anyway, I feel bad. That's a, that's what I think of. And I think of Jeff okay. Gordon. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, interesting. We've got a lot of got a lot of conversation to have out of there. That's that's something. Um. Boy, oh boy, is that something. Anyway, uh, also, Extend Technologies, online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. See, whenever you're in doubt, you just abort and you go right to Extend Technologies because they make everything so simple for you. If you're always confused on how to move on, you go, I got to figure things out with Extend Technologies, and they come on over and they take care of everything. 100-inch flat screens available for you right there in their showroom in beautiful Broadview Heights. Lyman and I have seen it up close and personal. It's wonderful in there. They have that theater as soon as you walk in there. How great is that? I think, you, he, I, think should, the, I don't know why he doesn't sell tickets to movies. You should be able to rent that out for a private party. Movie night at Extend. Yeah. Actually, I bet he – nah, because we'd probably trash the place. We'd uh, get all drunk and trash. Big Land, 1930s baseball announcers on your podcast today. We're Strong. Working. Sounds like you're recording this podcast from a bathroom. Well, I pr- guys, I appreciate you guys trying, and I we do. We're, we're working on it right now. I uh, Joe – uh, former member of the station. Uh, wow, your levels are too hot. Everything is distorted. Sounds worse than CurseCleveland.com podcast. <laughs> Those are the old days. Wait, we gotta get. Where's Keith at? Is he still taking time? Anyway, go to Extend Technologies. So, I have, I have a different thought about Carson Wentz here. All right, the movie I was referencing was not Hillbilly Elegy. It was Dark Waters. Dark Waters. Did someone correct you on that? I'm getting a, a lot. I'm getting a lot. And oh. Mark Ruffalo. I thought what it was Ruffalo. I know. I thought, okay. All right. Can I, uh, can I move on to Carson Wentz here? I'm sad. I'm sad. And this You're was, sad? I'm sad. You no, didn't like Carson Wentz. No, I'm sad that I, I thought this was one of the great storylines coming into the season oh. to find out who was right about Carson Wentz. Was he ever that good to begin with? Was he a bust? Was it injuries? Remember, he's had a number of injuries. There was a ton of dysfunction in Philly. Was he part of the dysfunction? And what would it mean reuniting him with Frank Reich? Now it's all down the tubes because if he's just bad now, people are going to say, well, he got injured, this foot injury, he needs to scramble. That's part of his game. He's a risk taker, and I can't do any of that. He's not. He is not good in the pocket. It's just a straight-back pocket passer. Well, let's step back. Did you want him out of the draft? We did the shows together. I mean, we that was right when the show I, first started. I wanted the Browns to take a quarterback because I thought every year there are franchise quarterbacks available, and the Browns were passing them every year, kicking the can, and I thought they weren't ever going to right the ship until they took quarterback, and then what happens? Carson Wentz comes in, immediately plays pretty good football, and this is before all the stats started getting crazy over the last three years where people have said it's never been easier to play quarterback because of the way yeah. that the game is. 
and the offensive minds are and the way it's officiated and mm-hmm. the way you can't touch receivers, the way you certainly can't hit a quarterback. Carson Wentz came in immediately, had these big wins. I remember he beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm like, what the hell? How did a rookie just do this? I think he did it on the road. I'm not positive, but I think he did it on the road. And I was like, wow, this Carson Wentz is going to be a star. And so we started doing the fly, Eagles fly bit, because remember, mm-hmm. what did we do in that draft? Traded down. Didn't take. Not only did we not take quarterback, we traded down, and we just kept this cycle of just passing up elite talent. And then Jared Goff. Jared Goff, who I never loved, but Jared Goff ends up going to the Super Bowl, and now we we pretty much everybody says has written him off. Yeah, and it was a McVay thing. It was hey, basically he made no decisions. Everything was set ahead of time by the head coach, which is pretty crazy to think about. And now we'll see what he does in Detroit. But seems seems that nobody you'll never forget the game Jared Goff versus Patrick Mahomes was that Monday Night Football? Yeah. Was that Thursday night when? That was that was uh, I think that was Monday night. And they both put up fifty fifty some yeah. points. Yeah, oh, I just so. whispered it. Yep. And I was like, wow, we we passed on Carson Wentz and we passed on Jared Goff, and it's amazing the symmetry with those careers. Carson Wentz's team, he helps them get to the playoffs, and obviously can't be with them, and they win the Super Bowl. Jared Goff goes to the Super Bowl, and what they put up three points, but he got to the Super Bowl, and now both of those guys are already gone after signing contracts. With their original team. Yeah. All right. What would the Browns be had they drafted Carson Wentz? Because I remember the argument we had. I didn't want Carson Wentz. Mm. You called me gutless. Because I didn't want him. I wanted Jared Goff, which I'd still be wrong. Mm. He, well, I mean, he was good there for a stretch. Carson Wentz was good there for a stretch, too. Was Carson an MVP? No. I thought he was in the conversation. He was in the conversation. Okay. Either, I think his second or third. It was second year. Yeah. that. Yeah. But he went down with the injury. I remember there was a, this is going to sound bad. So I will have a couple of drinks a few nights a week. I will have a couple of drinks Friday night, Saturday night. Sunday, I really don't like to have a whole bunch. Every now and then, maybe oh, I'll have a couple it. with the neighbors. I love it on Sunday. It's just, God, you got to wake up so early. And then if, I, if I'm with it, like I'm by myself. And during the summertime, I like to smoke a cigar once a week. And so if I smoke that cigar on Saturday, we're cool. If I smoke that cigar on Sunday, I'm going to wake up foggy. Mm-hmm. Something about it, I'm not sure. So I gotta, if I'm going to have my cigar, I'm going to have it on a Saturday. So anywho, I, uh, there's also, I like a couple of tall boys on a Monday. Today's Tuesday, so guess how I'm doing today. So I like to have a couple of tall boys on a Monday. I remember watching Monday Night Football and Carson Wentz. Like, take the field at, at, at Lincoln Financial Field, and it was just this, this guy's amazing. He's going to take the league by storm. And this was like year two, and the Browns were just mm-hmm. awful. And he was doing so well, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I've had a couple of drinks, and I remember, like, looking over there, and I'm like, I can't believe this guy's going to jam it up my ass for the next 15 years. I can't believe I have to sit here and deal with this for 15 more years. <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe I have to sit here and watch this and hope we can get our quarterback in some way, somehow. But I have to sit here and watch this guy dominate this league after I didn't want him for 15 years. This sucks. I actually, I swear to God, I go, Axel's going to be in, in high school. He's going to be a senior by the time this guy's done, if that. I'm like, this sucks. And now, 
We're arguing about whether or not he could be out of the league in a couple of other years. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, he's not He's not going to have a starting job guaranteed like he had this year ever again. I remember being so mad at you. The reason I was mad at you is because you were calling me gutless, and I said you were just taking anything that comes down the pike because you were so And I was. So desperate. I was. And people agreed with you. Well, they, eh, it was, I, I'm it, nicer to people, so they were agreeing with me a little bit, but a lot of them agreed with you because they just wanted a quarterback to stop this bleeding. I did not believe in Carson Wentz. And I could sit here and do champion's pose, but I know what I saw. I saw a great play out of him for a while, and I want to know how you get back there. Now, I wonder – I swear to God, when he first came out – because I had to go back and check some notes. When he came out, you don't get to see a whole lot of North Dakota State. No. But I go, okay, is it going to be durable enough? Which, that's an easy one, and now you look back on that and go, come on. Who would have known? But is it going to be durable enough? Is he going to be able to lead against top-quality talent every – I don't care. I know that some guys come out of different places, but I didn't know how great he was going to be coming out of that college and how he was going to be with real significant challenges. Is that the Trey Lance Every week, conversation? That's, and that's the same conversation we have to have about Trey Lance. I'm sorry, but that's what it is. Same conversation about Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Anybody – same about Tony Romo. Anybody who comes out of 1AA or, or FCS, I should say, uh, or F – no, it's FCS, right? Yeah, because we're FBS. Uh, it has that same conversation. So, and there was just a lot of things that I'm like, there's just something about him I, I don't trust. I don't trust this guy. And then he made me look like a total idiot. And then as time went on, the injury, and then I was like, ah, guys get injured. What's it going to be? And then he lost all his confidence. Oh yeah, lost you could see all it. his confidence. Yeah, very it, rare you see that with a quarterback. And I know the the weather was terrible. But the game against the Browns. Oh, he was oh, embarrassingly bad. You could oh, tell. My you God. could tell the weight of the world was on every throw. Um, it, that game. When you look back on it, like that's the end. I mean, mm-hmm. the, and it's not like the Browns were good. The Browns are a good football team, so it's not like oh, the you know, the Browns made you look bad. He was. But not defensively, good. the Browns weren't that good. No, and see, see, he threw that ball to God knows who, mm-hmm. and Sione Taki Taki was right there. Yeah. And just took off with it. I go, this guy doesn't have it anymore. He does not have it anymore. It's over. So that's what I I'm. Could not, that, I was watching that game in disbelief. I go, I can't believe the Browns are this good. Because, <laughs> like, hey, man, Philly, you don't know. And it's. We, we didn't. Do we not have Miles for that? Because that's the game we had on the afternoon host, John Marks. And we caught him in an okay, cool when, when that's we right. brought up the Miles exactly Garrett thing. Right. And we were afraid Miles was like, oh, God, this is a toss up now. And Carson Wentz just handed you the football yeah. game. And he could not compute in that offense. Weather might have had a little bit to do with it. No, but he was bad. But now, and you know, I wanted to see, but this is where I have my – you wanted to say something. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that oh. that's what I'm – I was a little bummed. And, look, it, it is a team that, you know, if Carson Wentz was really good, Indy would have something to say about the road to the Super Bowl if Carson was really good. Yeah. Now, maybe the chances of that weren't all that great. I was doubting. I wasn't, I wasn't one of those that's like, oh, Frank Reich and – Put him, put him with Carson Wentz, and all of a sudden they're going to restore the greatness. of. I never really thought that was going to happen, but I did think we'd see a much better Carson Wentz. See, and so now that storyline's dead. I, 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 I think it is dead. I brought this up on the phone with you the other day. I shouldn't stop qualifying this stuff, but I do. I'm sorry. I'll work on that. When we were talking, I, I, I said to you, I said, I think I kind of figure out how you feel a little bit about the Evan Mobley stuff. The second you question Evan Mobley, there are, there are Cavs pundits and Cavs fans who jump right down your throat and kick your ass across the table for even questioning anything about Evan Mobley. And I I think you're annoyed, and I think you have a right to be annoyed about that type of thing. You're allowed to question anything. 
when I question Kyle Shanahan, I feel the same way. I feel personally attacked. How dare you say anything about Kyle Shanahan? I go, wait, what? I go, Warren Sharp, po- Warren Sharp pointed this out a couple times. How many games has he really won with all these terrible, suck-ass quarterbacks? He hasn't done that well. He hasn't done that well. And we keep giving him the benefit of the doubt. You think of any other guy in his situation. I know he made the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. But Doug Peterson made the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl just a few years ago. He was out on his ass. So now if I look at where Kyle Shanahan is, how long has he continued to give the benefit of the doubt? How long do we give him the benefit of the doubt before finally the gloves come off and go, hey, you're going to have to put some other than, well, you know, we didn't have Jimmy, so we decided to go 4-12. and Yeah, we didn't have Jimmy. We we went 6-10. and Like, how much of that has to happen? Because for other ones, it's inexcusable for you. Well, I mean, he didn't have Jimmy. But you're replacing Jimmy. Well, he he will always get the benefit of the doubt because he is considered he was he's one of the rare. Boy, I think part of it's because of his last name. But that's what I'm saying. All right, he's one of the rare boy wonders that actually has proven it at so many different steps. That's fair. Whether it was Washington, Cleveland with Brian Hoyer, Lane Kiffin was poop once he was the uh, Matt Ryan MVP season. Yeah, and then he goes to San Francisco and with Brian Jimmy, Schottenheimer's been up and down. You're right. Then he goes to Jimmy Garoppolo and wins Super Bowl. And, yeah, I get what Warren Sharp is saying. Well, he doesn't win with any of the other quarterbacks. He still, amazingly enough, conducts a decent offense with really bad quarterbacks who don't belong really in the NFL. And he's good at scheming. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. But I think there's things to question because I think he's a good enough coach. But I think that I I just – why? Why is he not held to the same standard as even other really good coaches with big names? Like any – remember, you had – you had LeVar Arrington. Say that Bill Belichick was coaching for his job this year. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bill Belichick. He's got eight rings. He's coaching for his job. Really? And then I thought, well, no, maybe by the end of the year it's right. But Kyle Shanahan, it's it's on water. And then I look at Frank Reich. I go, no one talks about Frank Reich. And I know one plays in San, one's coaching in San Francisco, the other one's coaching in Indianapolis, Indiana, and the 49ers have a hell of a lot bigger history than what the what the Colts do. Fair enough. But I see what Frank Reich's been able to do with Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. And some really mediocre quarterback. I mean, Philip Rivers at the end of his career when he shot putting passes, and I think, good God, this guy doesn't get very much credit at all amongst the general public. Maybe amongst some NFL folks, but amongst the general public, he doesn't get very much credit at all. I go, I want to see what he does with a quarterback that's banged up, has lost his confidence, and a quarterback that I didn't think had I had a lot of credit, or I, I didn't want to give a lot of credit coming out of college. I didn't think very much of. I want to see what Frank Reich does with that guy. And so now you feel bad for the whole situation, but it's like, oh, you got denied that opportunity to see how it would really work out. Does Carson Wentz really suck, or could Frank is, is Frank Reich a NFL version of Lincoln Riley? Like he takes a guy and makes him that much better immediately. You come to me, you might be second team somewhere else, boom, you're a Heisman Trophy candidate with us. And I, well, I, I'm always going to wonder with Carson Wentz, is it going to be that he was never good to begin with, or is it going to be injuries? He just got bombarded by bad injury luck. Uh, you know, when we talked about Tom Brady and the MCL, and we were wondering how big of a deal that was that he played with a torn MCL last year, and I think you, you came down on the side of not that big of a deal. But imagine if Baker Mayfield, if you could just chalk up one of his bad seasons the way you do to coaching, you could just say, oh, he played with a torn MCL all year. Like, imagine if you could do that. Because right now what fans do with Baker is they have the, the made-up-in-their-head immediate excuses. Oh, it was Freddie Kitchens. Oh, that was a Hugh Jackson year. Kevin Stefanski, amazing. Yeah. 
And at, at some point, you know, it's going to be Baker Mayfield on his own merits, right? At some yeah. point, it's going to be that. I mean, this year, if he has a great season, people are going to go, see, he's just really good. Mm-hmm. He's really good. While the doubters will say, oh, yeah, he's the best, he has the best offense in the NFL. Anybody could play quarterback. It's true. What, 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 say what quarterbacks are bad with this offensive line and this running back? So That's a hell of a question. I don't know. I don't know how many- of course, you could always say, well, they, I know their offensive line wasn't as good as what it is now, but mm-hmm. 2019 was rough. Yeah. I mean, it, Kevin Stefanski with the 2019 Cleveland Browns. Before Jack Conklin, Chris Hubbard, uh, before um, Jedrick Wills, kept wanting to say Tristan Wirfs, before Jedrick Wills, Greg Robinson, who had a decent year that year. He did. Okay. Didn't you start out that year with, with Desmond Harrison? They were trying everything. Denzel Harrison. I forget that was the guy. a huge that, storyline. That, that's another camp. guy in jail, actually. Um, oh, God, you tried Joel Batonio at left tackle, too. I remember that was that was one of the – we had so many offensive line discussions with We that had team. so many fights, and by the way, champions post on that. Uh, although, although, funny thing is, didn't bother Nick Chubb one bit, did it? No. He was great. That, man, Bad that, offensive line, good offensive line. He was great. That's true. That's why I kind of wanted to reward. I know that you can't reward, quote-unquote, players. You can't reward them. You have to you know, bet on the future there, but that's one of the reasons why Nick Chubb endeared himself so much to, I think, obviously, the fans and myself. I, you know, I wonder how many quarterbacks in 2019 would have taken that to a def- another level, or Kevin Stefanski himself would have taken that to another level. Rod Swindle, uh, the sound today reminds me of listening to my transistor radio as a kid. We need that first-round pick next year now because Carson Wentz is never – he's never going to be the guy here. Totally agree. So does that mean that, well, again, we've done the tanking wars. Players aren't going to tank. They have too, good of, too much talent on that team. But are you going out of your way to get a good quarterback this year? If you're the Colts? If you're the Colts. Well, it's weird. They're over-under – there was a guy, Stephen O, who does, like, wins and, and uh, win totals. His projection, they have a 7% chance of winning the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz. Okay. That, uh, you yawn during that. What is, you don't think that's a good – 7% I think is really good with Carson Wentz. What are the Wentz. Browns? What are the Browns' chances? I think the Browns are – what are the Browns, like 20? 20? Oh, one in five? Well, 14%? They were bigger. I, I don't know. They, uh, 20 might be a little high. I'm not sure if it's 20. Um, the the loss like through the first half, I think they were projected to go five and two or five and three with Carson Wentz, and now it's only four and four without Carson Wentz. Like they do have a good football team, so now you get to do. Don't you get to keep one of those picks if Carson Wentz doesn't play X amount of snaps? And that's I mean, the whole if thing. If if he's out for twelve weeks, what are you looking at? Halloween, close to Halloween. By the time you come back, now they aren't in that division. Is there any way that division's as bad as it was last year? Divisions are never bad two consecutive years to that extent, are they? Well, Jacksonville will be a little better. Houston's going to be bad. Houston's not going to be good. Who am I missing? Think. Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee's going to be good. You think so? Yeah, Jacksonville will be better. Houston will be bad. Tennessee's going to be good. But you know how this league is. Derrick Henry's, Derek Henry's due for an injury. And, I mean, he had 400 touches last year. How yeah. ridiculous is that? Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb had half that. <laughs> Half. Well, he was out for four and a half games. I know, but I'm just saying. You talk about wear and tear. The Derrick Henry clock is ticking, although that guy looks indestructible. Although we just stole the ball from him last year. Remember that? Very early in that game. What a we were in, weird Do you know what a great day. first half? And they just – I know that they – see, this is where they the got defense – we, 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 just, we just – everything fell that's in place what I for hate, the Browns. That's that what game. I hated, though, is that the second half, 
you sweated those games out because the defense was poop. So you had to sweat out the second half. It's the same thing in Denver, the Dallas. The Dallas game, I don't know if I admit this on the air. I think I did. I turned it off and was just sitting there in silence waiting for my phone to light up from people texting me. Usually I hate it when people text me. I was waiting for my phone to light up from people texting me like, all right, are we going to get a stop here? And finally got like a boom, game over. I'm like, all right, thank God. Um, by the way, I want to ask about that. We, we, we just talk over time. Boy, the, the, the people in Vegas talk about this all the time. Anytime I stumble onto their writings and literature or their podcasts. About, Fine folks at BetQL. About things that don't happen back-to-back years. Yeah. Winning that turnover margin to the extent that the Browns did last year traditionally does doesn't happen not happen. Years. And it doesn't matter if you have a good defense or a bad defense. They have found no correlation between that and takeaways. Last year, the Browns' takeaways – uh, we're exceedingly well. If that goes the opposite way this year, if we're just a team that turns the ball well, over see, and doesn't create takeaways, even if we're better, even if the offense is better and the defense is better, what does that do to the record? If 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 you just are on the other side of that luck, which is the, what these people in Vegas will tell you, total luck. Total luck. Takeaways, total luck. Um, And last year we had all the takeaway but luck. But you can – all right. But with takeaways, you can – it's really based on luck. I, they, they 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 have done so many studies on this. They find no correlation between good defenses. Now, some dominant defenses, yes, but do, does anybody expect the Browns to be a dominant defense this year? I do no, not. not not right off the top. I bet there's fans who disagree with us right there. Uh, no, I disagree with the luck factor of that. I do. It just if you but why look, do we pay Miles Garrett so much I, damn money? I know, but if you if you look, those things are such a matter of. Happenstance, ball goes one way, supposed to go the other. The way it, the way it <laughs> dribbles out there on the field, oblong object. You don't know what's going to happen. It, it just—they're telling you heads up. Don't expect to have whatever they. Maybe not as much, much as you did last year, but I, I just don't. I don't agree with that. I think you know we pay pass rushers for a reason because pass rushers not only get to the quarterback, they also take time away from the quarterback and force a quarterback into no, a bad lo- decision. Logically. Logically, what you're saying is true. It's just amazing how it doesn't typically work out that way. That that you, well, you're facing a lot of good quarterbacks who well, might not make that bad of a decision. We've been on the other end of that where our quarterback has been forced into terrible decisions sure. in the past because they've been under duress. With Baker, hopefully it'll be different here this year. So you know, it was last year too. So I don't I don't see it that way. Extend Technologies X T E N D A V dot com. They have a hundred inch. They have a hundred inch. Uh, what is it? O E L E G. Oh, yeah. And there, yeah, there you go. It's fantastic. It's a You're thing of beauty. It. You're going to absolutely love it. You go online first, xtendav.com. You're going to absolutely love it. It's better than anything else out there. And then you go on into that showroom, and you're going to see all the opulence that they have. You're going to love what they have for you, folks. I'm telling you, and I, you know, sometimes I'm like talking like da 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 No, that's because I want you to go there, and I want you to see it. 12 months, 0% financing available, as always, with approved credit. 100-inch, there it is, 4K Sony flat panel TV. There we go. On display right there in their showroom. You can start planning for football season right now. What is it, August 3rd? Start planning for football season now. Get that TV already put up. I already had a lead from my buddy down in Stark County. I sent Tony's text down to him because he was like, hey, I'm looking for a 100-inch TV. And I said, in all seriousness, xtendav.com that's xtendav.com it's time to make those home dreams come true it's time to make those lifestyle dreams come true folks with extend technologies we're back on tuesday remember carmen at 
923thefan.com. Lima at 923thefan.com. Yeah? That's the one. Yeah? For congratulations on all your success. There we go. So, you know, enjoy the hell out of it. We're back on Tuesday with the Emerging Podcast scene. We're back tomorrow, 6 to 10, for, for you know, Big Country and Keith and, and Double A. For the whole crew. I'm Ken. For Fondman. this terrific broadcast. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Fantastic. So long, what, everybody. What do you got? Okay, did you see this New York City going to require people to do proof of vaccination to visit restaurants, gyms, and other indoor activities? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.